Hey, welcome to the Bad Hair. <laughs> I can't do this. Welcome to the Bad Hair Funky Podcast. This is issue eighty-four. Before we get split off into the podcast, etc., uh, let's see some of our personalities that we have holding the light for a bit, and etc. We have Dave the Bearded Menace, etc. I can't cast that here. Jay's Mac, etc. I'm Hedgewick. Doc Chris, etc. I'm just here for the Ariana Grande quotes. <laughs> the original Coyote himself, Sergio, etc. Coming at you live, hello, into my own intro. What's up, guys? How's everybody doing? Hey. And I'm your host for the evening, Booster Greg. Let's play the thing with the awesome music and get this show on the road. stars James McAvoy as the disturbed Kevin Wendell Crumb, whose mind contains not one, not two, but 23 different personalities. Feeling betrayed by a society that would rather dismiss, ridicule, and flat out deny Kevin's condition, several of Kevin's less desirable personalities take over and kidnap three teenage girls in order to summon the 24th personality known as the Beast. For many, Split is being seen as infamous twit twist. I said twit. Uh, I guess that's accurate too. Twist ending director <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan's revival uh, with a big reveal that no one really saw coming. With a Metacritic score of 62, Split is only two points shy of The Sixth Sense, which is considered to be Shyamalan's biggest hit. Is the movie any good? Did James McAvoy pull off his performance? What is the reveal? Guys, let's talk about it. So, uh, what first thing we really want to kind of like get into um, before we split off? Into, I'm going to say that in so many different Damn ways. Damn it! Just <laughs> we're end of ruined. Podcast. Ruined. Ruined. We're done. Uh, everyone's initial reactions going into this movie. Like, what were you think, thinking? What was going through your head? Uh, let's start with Surge this week. I initially thought, uh, I didn't really think too much of this movie going in. You know, I do like M. Not Shyamalan, even though a lot of people are counting him out because of some of the movies he made that weren't that great. I mean, I like all of his hits, okay? I like Signs. I like The Sixth Sense, okay? And I, no, I get like out here, Lady in the Water. Get out of here. I forgot about Lady in the Water. I'm with you, Sergio. I'm with you. It was for, a lady. For what it water. was. I said not to like. For you what know, it was. It's got chicks in it, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, my first impressions of this movie, seeing the trailer, I thought it was very interesting because uh, James McAvoy is a very good actor. And for him to pair off with M. Night Shyamalan, I, I don't think he would take that lightly. I mean, if you're a, like if you're an actor on the rise, and he's been on the rise for a while, and every, every role he hits has been really amazing, despite the movie itself that he's in, Ooh. like X-Men Apocalypse being a piece of trash, <laughs> his performance has always been really, really good. So I think when M. Night Shyamalan hit him up, he was just like, okay, let's give this thing a try. Let's, let's see what we got here. And for him to take the role and for him to actually want to do it, I think, like, spoke volumes. So I was like, all right, if McAvoy really gave this thing a shot, I think we should too, you know, because a lot of people were still counting it out because it has M. Night's name on it. And I was like, no, 
Come on. Yeah. McAvoy's son is named yeah. on this movie. I, don't know. I, had, I had a kind of uh, cautious optimism about me going in. Because it can't be any worse than The Last Airbender, which, by the way, is the lowest rated M. Night Shyamalan movie on Metacritic that he has. It's, it's weird that that's an I M. Know. Night movie, you know, but it is. And it was James terrible. Mack, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, James um, Mack. Yeah, it, it's weird Like when you think about it. James Mack's in this movie. I remember like reading an interview for that one like a while when it was first coming out. And he was saying that... Um, He's a really big fan of Last Airbender, so he tried to fit everything in the movie, and it just didn't work out. <laughs> That's why I felt like a montage. Um, also, he mm-hmm. wrote Stuart Little, which was kind of weird, kind of interesting. Yeah. Scariest yeah. kids movie um, of all time. So, like, you never really know what you're getting into with with M. Night Shyamalan, and that's why you kind of go into it, because you go in, you're like, well, it's not going to be as good as Sixth Sense. Uh, I actually, I like Signs better than Sixth Sense, if I'm kind of being honest. Even though that got Me a much too. lower rating. Yeah. I got in the 50s. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, like, really? I thought that would for sure be as high as Why does they have such a low rating? That was prime right there. Dude, when I first <laughs> saw... Mel Gibson. Yeah, when I first saw that movie, it, it legit scared me. Like, the, the footage of the alien in Brazil just walking right? by in the alleyway. Right? <laughs> oh my God. Not a dry pants yeah. after that. Everyone wet themselves <laughs> after watching that. So, um, like, I, I kind of went in the same. And fortunately, I had Doc Chris to accompany me on our movie-going experience. Um, and it was a theater I hadn't been to in a while either. So it was just all, it was all new and fresh, it felt like. I don't I know, know. That's pretty old too and fresh. Dank. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, what about anyone else? Anyone else had any reactions they want to share going in, like Dave or Chris? Yeah, so basically walking in, I was excited because I've always been a fan of M. Night Shyamalan um, in some way, shape, or form because I always thought of him as like the new sure. Alfred Fair. Hitchcock. Um, simply because he always puts himself in his movies. Now, it's one of like Hitchcock's most signature aspect about him he was always in his movie some way shape or form even if it was i forgot what movie it was but it was a movie where like they were stranded in the ocean alfred hitchcock was in an advertisement in a newspaper in that same movie so they put him in there so Hmm. damn you damn you chris so i was excited to see it but like you greg i was going in there like very cautious because like after the happening which i thought was an okay movie he kind of was like on a decline for me at the after the happening um Premise the happening was okay, but I don't know what was worse. Like just like how it ended, or just Mark Wahlberg's shitty acting. Um, I don't think, think Mark Wahlberg was too bad in that movie. Ah, he, he just felt I really mean, like he was. I mean, he is Mark Wahlberg like in every in movie in, that he's in. You know, which yeah. Now to be fair, he has two Mark Wahlbergs. He has tough guy Mark Wahlberg and idiot Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like tough guy Mark Wahlberg. He's very even if he's not acting, it's it's great. It works. And I like know? idiot Mark Wahlberg. Or, you know or if you've seen the Transformer movie, oh, it's God. both. It's, he combines them. It's so. Bad. I think he's found a Transformer. <laughs> <laughs> I think I found a transformer. I'm an engineer, okay? I'm a very smart guy. I'm smart. I'm very smart. I'm very smart. smart. I promise you, I'm very smart. I got my teddy bear here. He talks. It's great. Say hi to your mother for It was so bad. He's like, guys, we got one looking for these guys. We got one right in our backyard. Like, it's amazing. Like, what? Why do you, why do you have, like, a slight Boston accent? And tra- doesn't make any sense. Because he, that's just him. And the then life. they put him in the next sportive Boston bombing movie. And he was great at yeah. that. <laughs> So yeah, like you, Greg, I went in with like some like op- like optimism, but I was c- cautious. Yeah. All right, Doctor, what about you? So I keep trying to defend M Night Shyamalan. I do. 
I loved Sixth Sense. I loved Unbreakable. I loved Signs. The village was a thing. It existed. I wasn't totally oh thrown so off bad. by it. I wasn't thrown off by it. Hated it. Lady in the Water. I liked the village. Right. I liked wasn't, the village. Wasn't the village like a remake of like the Twilight Zone or something like that? Because I remember going into that movie and immediately knowing that, wait a minute, isn't there a plane that flies over? Aren't they in modern times? I swear I saw that movie before, before I even saw it. Like, no, it, it was, for oh, me, rent. it was uh, Sigourney Weaver's terrible accent. And I was like, that's a horrible accent. They're in modern times. Oh, my God. She's yeah. making the yeah. accent as a character. Yeah, there's something that, like, I swear I've seen that before. It's like a remake of yeah. something in which I was just like, they're in modern times. Like, and I'm just started watching the movie for the first time. Yeah, yeah like halfway <laughs> through the movie, they're like, and then he pulled a gun on me. And I was like, you have like bows and arrows i don't know what's going on um so like that one uh, lady in the water like it's supposed to be a fairy tale and he kind of proves that so like it that makes sense it had the vibe of fairy tale paul giamatti all right i'm cool with it paul giamatti. and then and then i saw the happening and then i just couldn't anymore i couldn't defend him guys anymore. the trees the trees are trying to kill us and the problem is like <laughs> Like, there's been a ratio of, like, all right, he released a movie and it's bad, but, like, the amount of movies that he made that I liked was still greater than the bad ones. <laughs> but, but now that balance is starting to shift, and I was walking in hoping for something, anything, or maybe just a glimmer of hope of from the one that they call M. Night. Oh, and I just... I. I couldn't for this no. with this movie. Yeah. I just I could not even. I can't even with this movie. Okay. That's 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 fair. That's very fair. Um I was hoping for something along the lines of Sixth Sense Unbreakable in terms of quality. And, you know, I mean, we didn't really get that in the story. Uh but something I do want to kind of talk about is uh James McAvoy's performance. Oh yeah. monsters this movie. So he killed <laughs> no I would intended. say half of the personalities like he just like nailed it and the other half i'm just kind of like 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 hedwig i was just like no i don't i don't buy this first what i thought he was the best one no yeah no i thought um dennis for me dennis because he was able to combine dennis and barry at the same yeah Yeah. and although dairy we didn't really see much of barry just saw like his interpretation of barry i mean we saw that video with him in it too True, you know but I like mean? I wouldn't say it's enough to actually say it was Barry. You know? Well, I mean, I guess for the for me, the scene is when the shrink figures it out and confronts Dennis, and finally Dennis drops the act because she's like, I, I she's like, I'm, I watched you straighten things out for like an hour. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're obviously Dennis. Like, Barry doesn't care about any of this stuff. You're leaving your sketches everywhere. Barry's like notoriously just like very protective of his sketches, and you see his facial expression and his eyebrows and his face like. Like almost on a Jim Carrey level, like almost just like yeah. morphs and he gets like more angular and then he's Dennis and you're but just like. Then you have Miss Patricia, who's literally yeah. the same thing as Dennis, just a higher voice and a little bit softer in the delivery. And she wears ponchos. And English. But the same thing. <laughs> I mean, so, the same type of personality, no, I guess. No, no. Like like uh, that that might be why they get, they got along so well is because and why they similar. got rid of them because they even like even the doctor said like they had to get banned because of their high their beliefs were very similar yeah so I mean it just I mean if we're, for a multiple personality it would make sense like two personalities are very similar but they're still two separate personalities yeah you know so that's they? probably like the way they're one's winning. British 
That's how you can tell. <laughs> well, but for, any, for any of that, in the beginning of the movie, let's talk about how how amazingly, at least in, in my view, creepy it was where you had just this setup of these girls who were, you know, two of them are friends. They're at a birthday party. One of them, one of them is a Jedi outcast. Ha <laughs> ha. And, yeah. and the father's like, oh, we're, we're going to take her home. And the two girls are like, no, nah, whatever. Like, we, I mean, she's calling her parents or guardian or whatever and blah, blah, blah. blah. And then they're like, no, nah, we'll, we'll, we'll take you home. And then the three girls walk into the car. The dad's like putting stuff in the trunk. And then I love that nice long shot of just oh. the dad is putting stuff in the trunk of the car. The girls, like the two girls who are cool get into the back. The outcast girl gets into the front seat. And the dad's just putting stuff in the car, and then the camera just starts trucking up to him. And then he's just putting stuff in, and he looks up, and he's like, oh, hey, can I can I help you? And then it just cuts to inside of the car, and you can kind of see the back of the car, but you don't see what's happening. But you see the guy get whisked away, and you're just like, uh... <laughs> and then it kind of held it there for a minute, so your mind filled... And, and that's what, what, what David's saying with the, hit, with the Hitchcock thing, because like yeah. Hitchcock would often do stuff off-screen that would really freak you right. out, because you, your imagination would have to fill in. And I love... And not only that, but that scene makes you like... So, I don't know if it was just me, but that scene made me like really uncomfortable. It, it's it like, did! I'm, I'm like, oh god, oh. something's gonna happen. And it, something's right happening. in the beginning, oh, I'm like, this is going to be good. Because then it just, like, the girls are in the backseat just looking at their phones, doing what teenage girls do or whatever. And then you're like, it's totally not going to be the dad that comes in the car. It's not going to be the dad. And you see the camera mm. just, like, pan over. There's some guy walking. And then he comes in, sits down. You still don't see him yet. And the, and, and the, the, the girl in the front seat, like, looks back. She sees, like, all the leftover boxes on the ground. And now you're thinking to yourself, she's going to slowly look over. And it's going to be James McAvoy's character. <laughs> and sure enough, but the camera just sits on her face for like the longest time, building this suspense. And I'm like, oh my God, just show it already. Just show it, just show it. And she's slowly turning. And then you see him. And you're like, oh my God. I like, I like how her strategy is, don't make any sudden movements. <laughs> yeah. You might scare him. Which, <laughs> Jurassic Park rules. Which, which yeah. one of those personalities is a dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> what is personality is, is a T-Rex. <laughs> we have a T-Rex. Yeah. And it was and, and that was incredible too. Like just right in the beginning, how he he just takes out that 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 spray and just sprays the girls in the backseat. They're like, who are you? You have the wrong car. Knocks yeah. them out. Meanwhile, she's sitting in the front seat, like uh super super respectful teenage girls too excuse me sir i think you have the wrong car yeah this this total stranger sits in the the driver's seat of of your of your dad's car excuse me sir i think of the wrong what like are you kidding me (laughs) run you yeah you don't know who this guy is your dad was just putting stuff in the back you don't see him he didn't just sit down you didn't look out the back window. You don't like he's not anywhere. But this guy sits down. You're like, excuse me, sir. You have I think you have the wrong car. Meanwhile, the girl in the front's <laughs> freaking out because she knows something just happened to the dad. She's the only one who knows what's up. The other two are living in a fantasy land of like Twitter and Snapchat. And then <laughs> Canada. Yeah, and then I just love how he he sprays them both. They 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 get knocked out. He has a mask over his face, and she's just sitting there like, I don't think he sees me. Which there's is, which, no way he who, didn't see her. Which for that. I'm but, saying, but I don't know. Like, I I don't think I don't think he did because I think he was focused on those those two girls. I don't think she was. What supposed we don't to be know there. about Dennis is he can't see through his peripherals. Yeah, that's right. No, that's right. Yeah. You're right. Like he wasn't. She wasn't supposed to be there because in like the little like right. like the little prison bling, they only had like two beds. Yeah, and there was those right. two girls that they were following. So right. like, they're right. Was, Dennis is just like straight like focus on one thing. He never even noticed she was there, dude. It was right. like chances are. 
If she didn't try to open the door, he probably would have driven the entire way back with her in the passenger seat not making a noise, got them out, got him into the thing. She would have been like, what the fuck? Imagine the whole you know, time like, like she was like invisible to him just because his personality was like, there were two girls, that's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just so creepy how, like, she was sitting there perfectly still and he was just, like, setting everything up, just, like, wiping down, like, the steering wheel because he's all, like, you know, like, all that yeah, OCD. OCD and stuff. And he's, just, like, putting away, like, the, the knockout spray and the mask. And then he's just, like, sitting there getting ready to drive off. I'm like, does he, he doesn't see, he doesn't see her. And what if she never opened that door? Would she have gotten away? That's what <laughs> I'm thinking. Like, I think he would have, he would have driven the entire way back to the zoo. With her in the passenger seat and not realize she was there, probably. Now, now, yeah. now, what were your reactions? That being like relatively the first like big scene in the movie. Uh, I mean, uh, tuck and roll, tuck and roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first reaction was literally, "There's, there's no build up to this. We're just, we're just getting into it." Fuck, like I thought it'd be at least yeah. a bit. Like, and all his other movies have at least some build up before the. The shit happens. No, we we got into it. There was no warm up. There was no like first date, second date. No, we're like on the fourth date, like home run, like going at it, man. Like I was, I, I'm like my girlfriend sitting next to me. I look at her. I'm like, oh shit. I guess as soon as it started, so they just dove in. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's more terrifying, Dave's analogy of the movie, or when he's like creeped out and like moving around. It's making me. You're making me uncomfortable today, Dave. It's great. I make everyone keep it the <laughs> like, like the back of a Volkswagen. Dude, I'm with that. Yeah. I'm with Serge on uh, the, that scene. One thing I do really like about M Night Shyamalan movies is the camera work. He does a lot of oh, storytelling yeah. through the camera. Yeah. Um, and there was like definitely a couple shots that I noticed that, and that definitely was one that I was like, all right, you, you you're good with the camera, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I just love. I mean, I think I think he should just stop writing his own stuff and just like get someone else to write him and just have him direct because there's a lot of great just like camera work and stuff like that and great ideas that are formed. Um, and it almost like makes me think of like one of my favorite comic book authors, Warren Ellis, who has the best ideas in the world, but like they don't all need to be books. Like some are just better on sheets of paper. And I think M Night Shyamalan is very much like that way. Like, uh, The Village, it's good on paper. Didn't need to be made. Uh, this movie, too, Split, like, it is good on paper. And maybe even good as, like, a, a TV show. Or, like, an episode of something. Ooh. Like, an anthology hmm. series. But, like, as a full movie standing on its right, it didn't really need to happen. They could have cut out a lot of it. Like, the whole honesty. thing from the beginning to the end? Like, the whole thing. <laughs> I actually thought Chris liked this movie at first. And, like, fuck. No, dude. No, <laughs> yeah, dude. I thought, no, I thought that's what you meant. happy with it. Oh, I yeah. There was there was so much about them. I was shaking my head pretty much the whole time. Really, that like what? Just, like what specifically? Um, there's a scene at the end. Uh, what's the 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 girl's name? Actually, I can just pull it up over here. The the main girl who you know like survives. The hero. Um, yeah, the hero girl. There's a scene Rejoice. where he, he's chasing her through the corridor, and then she reaches the end of the corridor. She's holding a shotgun down the end of the corridor and he's clearly like way at the other end hasn't quite made it down and she's standing next to a metal cage that would protect the shit out of her and she's just she looks at the cage looks back at the corridor waits till he's almost right in front of her before she gets in the cage well to be fair she was using a shotgun with buckshot so she had to wait till he was in close enough proximity to actually fire the cage would have been like that last resort where at least if she kills the guy, she can get out. But looking at the cage, she's like, if I get in that cage and close the door, I'm locked in there. 
So even if I kill this guy, I have to sit here and wait. But she didn't so the, wait until she she waited till he was on top of her, pretty much before he got got in there. I mean, that was a big ass cage. I'm just saying it was. She literally looked at it straight, looked at it for a second, then went back to the corridor, and then maybe two minutes later ended up in the cage before really attempting to to come at him. That, I mean, that look at it as like that is like basically like her sitting there is like almost like bait. Maybe yeah. she's baiting him also. Yeah. Because like looking at that cage is like the last resort. Like that's where the last place you want to be. Because yeah, I agree. He can get he'll, he can get in there. He can do something. And even if she does kill him, she's stuck in that cage. You know, she's yeah. fucked. Cause, and she doesn't know where she is. She doesn't know if other people are going to show up. I, I, I agree also because like uh, she figures she's a pretty good shot because she's been hunting before. And I don't think she was prepared for how quickly he was moving. So when so yeah. it was when he was coming down the corner, she's like, oh, I have a shotgun. I can shoot him. So when she lit the first shot off, she's like, oh, crap. He's moving really quickly. And he's, like, taking out the lights. And he's, like, zigzagging. So he's going to zigzag all the way down the corridor. And then he might be able to, like, jump her. So so she was looking at the cage like, all right, I think I can kill him. Oh, crap. I let off a shot. All right, maybe, back, maybe I can get him again. And when you can see her aiming, thinking about it, she's like, uh, should I? Because in her mind, she's like, I'll shoot him and then, like, leave. But there's a cage here. If I get in this cage, like, how am I going to get out? Like, even, even, even mm. if I get in this cage, shoot him, kill him, how am I going to get out? You know what <laughs> that I mean? That scene also took forever, though. Like, you can, she could see yeah. him coming all the way down that long hallway. She could see yeah. exactly how fast he was moving. It was actually a little gratuitous at how like him walk like crawling on the walls. I thought that was so. terrifying. Like I thought that was brilliant. I thought it was like, good he's too, crawling yeah. down the ceiling. I, I think like, it was plenty of time for her to run away. That's what I'm talking about. She just said like, he's like breaking like five light bulbs and she's just like one, two, but three. Maybe I should shoot him. <laughs> but but all well, one one she she, she she she's a younger girl, so we don't right, know we don't know, we don't know what's going through her mind. She's terrified too. If she takes her eye off of him, who knows how quickly he would be like right on her? So she has to watch him, you know. And because yeah, yeah. remember, like the, all the flashbacks to to when she was a little girl, and her dad's like like watch it and like follow it with the gun and like anticipate stuff. So she's like doing that. Like what her dad taught her, like when she was really, really young, like follow like right. it with the with the barrel of the gun. So that's why she. Too bad her like, father never taught her how to hunt a predator. And oh no! <laughs> what a twist! Oh, <laughs> what a twist! Terrible. Uh, um, and the the other thing that uh, that really pissed me off was the psychiatrist. What? She was great. Yeah, no, she was like, mm, like she should have looked was it in. Great? My great, so my gripe actually a lot of it is how that whole thing was portrayed. So you see, you have such a like he had such a, a fantastical concept. Like I'm not sure I'm have this fantastical concept. What if someone had a bunch of personalities, and what if they changed the physical layout of that person? My problem is is that there was no counterbalance to see. Okay, if this is the fantastical, where's the grounding in reality with this? We didn't see that therapist work with anyone else. She only referred to that particular instance. And she's talking at a giant conference um, about this one, pretty much this this one individual. She talked, mentioned one other individual, but I just she was too focused on the fantastical and she wasn't believable because there was no grounding. OK, this is what people that actually have this affliction are like. 
the only representation of the uh, split personality that we saw in the movie was this one guy. And I think for someone in the field, like if I was someone in that field watching this movie, I would be pretty offended that they just kind of took this idea that this is mental disability and actually like ran with it and vilified it. And they are offended. They should be controversy right now. They're just like, you know, you're portraying anyone who's afflicted with this disorder as murderous and crazy. And they're not all at the same time though. I mean, it's like, this is like a fan. It's like the fantastical extreme of what this disability or what this affliction is. You could say the same thing about Mr. Glass. Everyone who has that, like prop that, that, that meant that condition he has isn't a bad guy. They're not going to blow up a fucking train, but so you can take it like uh, that way also. But the way he's represented, like same thing with signs. It's okay. If there was an alien invasion, what would this look like for the common man? What does this, how do we ground this in reality? Same thing with Mr. Glass. If we had someone with this affliction, how would they behave? They wouldn't be able to move very much. He was grounded in a, a little bit of reality. This just took that to kind of a whole other level. That was just beyond. Especially when he's like fucking climbing on the wall. Like, that's what, what I'm talking about. That part, that part was crazy. But at the same time, it's 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 like it's like that's what I actually liked about this movie is that it, it took yeah. it to that level. It wasn't like because 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 otherwise, I mean, you have other movies that are that that are serious and like ground certain conditions in reality. I mean, like well, one of the more infamous ones, Philadelphia with Tom Tom Hanks. I mean, sure, yeah. you have someone who has mm. a disease, and that's that's super grounded in reality. And at times, it was super serious and. That's you know that's why it's it's, it's critically acclaimed and you know. Um, but but I, I think to Chris's point, uh, typically how M Night Shyamalan movies go is it's reality, 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 and the twist is kind of associated with the twist or the shift in the movie's tone into the fantastical. So in Sixth Sense, uh, we thought that Haley Joel Osment was just crazy for a while. Right, that he's not actually seeing dead people and he's crazy. And there's right before the twist or in the middle of the movie, there's a, there's a shift into oh, he is seeing ghosts. Oh, this is going on, and then we get the twist. Um, well, but then this movie, with, this movie didn't start off with him like climbing on walls and shit. Like it was like it was him with this doctor for the most part talking about you know these things, and she was calling him out because she was like, I don't think I'm talking to this personality. Right, I think I'm talking to somebody else, and right. then he would like flinch and just you know. So, but, so, so to me, the grounding of reality was was their therapy sessions, and then and then the the, yeah. the the crazy like breaking of that was him kidnapping these girls and holding him in this like secret place. Like that was the, the fantastical part, and then towards the end, you got the real M Night Shyamalan fantastical shit. But but I, I didn't think it was. I mean I mean I'm not a, like a doctor who specializes like in that kind of thing, so I wouldn't know right, I wouldn't right. know how to say if that's actually grounded in reality or not like like the therapy sessions they have but i didn't think it was like so far off that i wasn't believing that it was a therapist talking to this guy and i think the whole thing with the conference like i don't think she needed anyone else she was like this guy's like 23 fucking personalities like i don't need another patient you know <laughs> even though she alluded to that that, that 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 she did because when she was talking to her colleague uh, her colleague was yeah, like yeah. i don't know how you work with those people and she was like oh they're just you know they're like us they're just there's just more of them inside of one person you know, yeah. and like Dennis or like um Kevin was just like the extreme version of that. Yeah. Like this movie was grounded reality up to where you thought there was the beast. Like I didn't think the, even I I didn't even think the beast was real. I thought it was just Dennis wanting to like murder some girls. You know, yeah. that's what I thought it was. That personality is just becoming murderous and or Patricia's murderous. One of the two personalities wants to kill these girls just because. 
Yeah. You know? it, was, it was there. So it was still ground in reality up into like up until the beast. That's but it, the it's not even happened. it's not even the beast that I think ruins the illusion of reality for me. That breaks it completely. It's fucking Hedwig. He <laughs> was the best. Yeah. He's, he's, like they they could have not had that personality be a nine year old and had it be like someone closer to George McFly. <laughs> and you would have gotten a similar result. I think even no, creepier with, nah. the, with the Kanye dance at the end. Even creepier. I think better. he just sounded mentally challenged more than he did yeah. a nine-year-old, and that was kind of like. Or maybe make it like that's I blame the personality. The is he's mentally challenged? Like he just didn't read well, he as is a nine-year-old. Technically, that wasn't a normal nine-year-old. Yeah, no. it, exactly, Jay. Thank you. Your your view. It just doesn't read like. like yeah. with, you know, that's like, a nine-year-old that had a traumatic experience. Exactly. <laughs> When you when you first see him, it's just like he's he was like on his knees too, was like trying to make himself shorter for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's like squat walking. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was no, weird. when I you first mind, saw I him, he, he so was much. sitting in the doorway. He wasn't on his knees. <laughs> yeah. He was chilling in the doorway, Being which, which, which super made it, creepy, which made it even <sighs> creepier because the, like the the two girls were awake, the one girl was asleep, and then they they told her to look at the door, and here he is in like this like little kid jacket, this like yellow <laughs> like navy blue thing, and she's like sitting in the doorway, and they're like, look, what is he doing now? And he's like, hello, and it's like, what the hell? It's like, oh, he's a kid. Whoa, this personality's a kid. What? Hello, my name is Stefano. Throwback. No, for the last podcast. Oh, Catch an iTunes. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Terrible, yeah, I just terrible. don't. I, what I would have rather seen, like, I didn't off. mind that they had James McAvoy being kind of uh, crazy. What I what I wanted to see was the counterbalance. I wanted to see someone that was portrayed on the other side that was a bit more realistic, so that it was. That's where I wanted to see the grounding. I don't mind that his character was over the top. I mind that we didn't see. Okay, if you want to not piss off people in that community, let's actually show. Okay, if well, we have the, I, I the guess nuts, she's the counterbalance to him. Because she went through a similar um, That's true. Uh, childhood and did not have 24 different personalities inside of her. <laughs> no, she did. She, she hardly all had them one. Was Abe Lincoln. <laughs> they were all Abe Lincoln. Lincoln. Every single one? She was born in 23 log cabins. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's go. Let's go round table real quick. Favorite. I'm pretty sure most of us said it, but favorite Kevin's personalities. Uh, I'm gonna start off. I'm gonna say Dennis. Uh, let's whoever goes next go. Hedwig. <laughs> Damn it! This is I, I don't want to tell people to go, but I feel like I'm gonna have to. Search. Damn it! Like I wanna. I was good anyway. Show your mouth. I was, uh, ah, damn it, I, I, I do like Dennis because just how creepy and how, like, precise he yeah. is, especially when he just can't physically see, like, dirt or grime. He's just like, you have, like, a crumb on your sweater, take it off. Take, and it's because, yeah. like, oh, God. it's because like, James McAvoy is, like, flexing and, like, he's just, like, Ugh. it's like, it's, it's, it's <laughs> almost as if he's about to, like, physically just punch them in the face every time he's talking <laughs> to them as Dennis. And it's so, so unnerving that you just feel like if they don't do what he says, he's physically going to just put a hole in them with his fist. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, God, <laughs> I, I do what he says. How... Just do what he says. <laughs> I love how his reaction is like if you get if your shirt gets dirty, it's not like take off the crumb, it's take off the whole shirt. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is and he just like, like forever pulls it away from him. He's painted. like, all right. And he can't even like look at the article of clothing he just took. He's just like He did a very yeah. good job with Dennis, I will say. Yeah. Uh, Dennis. Yeah. I, I would say Dennis, but I I do really like I really liked how uh, Barry kind of brought through, really conveyed what it's like to be in his mind, hmm. and how they talked about being in the light and whatnot, and how that concept 
um, was very well articulated through Barry. Yeah, the the, yeah. the the chairs are all in chairs, and then like they come into the light when they come to you know, like. I, I, yeah. I thought that was very interesting. It was a good it was a good illustration of like what's going on in his head. Yeah, yeah. I just picture like a room, like a, like an AA, and everyone's just sitting around in a yeah. circle. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. And then, and then, and then Hedwig's like, I can come out anytime I want. It's like, huh? Yeah, because Hedwig probably just like jumps out and steals the light, like a like a jackass. I thought he was <laughs> gonna be the beast. He's the kid that jumps yeah, in. Yeah, I thought like, that hi, also. Hi, I'm a kid. Yeah, I'm the kid. I get that. <laughs> hey, hi, hey, hi. Look what I can do. <laughs> look what I can do. Look what I can do. I'm a baby now. See, like that would have been a better voice of Hedwig <laughs> than what we got. So it should have been done by Michael McDonald instead. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. Stuart. And no, Stewart. not that Michael McDonald, but the other Michael McDonald. Not the Yamo B there. Not the Yamo B there. <laughs> uh, Dave, what about you? Uh, you know what? Even though he technically wasn't a personality, I, I like Kevin. Like... We only we only saw him like very Kevin's quick. one line. What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt bad. For, no, seriously, think look from his perspective. Like I felt bad for the guy. He's on a bus. Next thing you know, he wakes up and like his doctor's dead on the floor. There's this girl like standing in front of him. He's at his job. Like what? What two five? Like what? Three years have passed. Yeah. Like all the stuff he's missed. I felt bad, and he knew he, he knew he did something. That was the worst yeah. part. He woke up and he's like, "What did I do?" Like he he knew. And then, like, when he asks her to kill him, it was just, just heartbreaking. He's like, I've missed three years of my life. I have no idea what these personalities have done. I don't even know what I've done. You know? Yeah. No one's in a... I'm going to be in jail in a worse situation than I was growing up. Kill me. It just made me feel... It just made me feel horrible. Of all the characters... It's a cop-out. All the personalities, to me, that came off the strongest. Because, you know, it's it's fucked up. Like, just a mat, put yourself in those shoes... Going to a coma right now and waking up three years later, not knowing what happened, but waking up from a coma, knowing that someone else was in control of your body. Yeah. Uh, honorable mention for me is what little we saw of Jade, who just bitches about having diabetes and no one else has diabetes. He's just like, no one else has diabetes. I love that too. What do you call the fuck? It goes back to when he was talking about each personality can have uh, like like a different condition or even a disease, and then they take that on, and then like another one like doesn't like how when the doctor's talking about how like uh, this woman or whoever was blind, and then a personality that she has isn't blind and can see perfectly, and the body yeah. reacts, and she can actually see the other personality. Yeah, totally. Did you guys ever um, play the Stick of Truth? Stick of Truth, yeah. Yeah, where like the Steve Malkinson, like his special ability was just he has diabetes. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, least favorite character, uh, Serge Go. Oh man, or I would have to say uh, the Beast. I, th- I think it was just I, th- I don't think he knew how to end the whole thing, or maybe it was all culminating to the Beast, and it was just, it was so ridiculous. You know, I mean, it's M Night Shyamalan, so it's like you're going and expecting something. You know, yeah. very supernatural, something like really weird. You know, like it's the trees are killing us. They put spores in the air or something unexplained. And they're making people move and die and shoot themselves in the face. You know, aliens are allergic to our water. <laughs> you know, Which he totally to ripped off from War of the Worlds, too. Yeah, that's, that's true. Totally yeah, it's off. definitely War of the Worlds, yeah. 
But the way, yeah. he, but the way he put it together was was pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But but yeah, but in yeah. the end, like you know, he just there's just water everywhere, and then you're just like yeah, splash him, yeah. and then it's done. Swing away, swing away. Exactly. Yeah. So in the end, for me, it was yeah. like that. It's like oh, this piece is is coming to life. He goes to the train where supposedly the whole trauma started, and then he just like kind of like morphs. At one part, it looks like he like morphs or something. Because again, he does. Was anyone else yeah. hoping he does. that he gets his hair? <laughs> it like, like the way they described him, he gets like the Wait, Professor like a X. Super Saiyan. <laughs> yeah, like, no, like, or just, just like the <laughs> Professor X shag that he had going on uh, before Apocalypse, like just something like that. Because the way they described him, he's, he was just this like hairy, like big dude yeah. with like with long so hair and long fingers when, and stuff when they were just like des- when they were describing the beast, like my girlfriend turned to me, she goes, "Sounds like they're describing you." Ah, uh, that's a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Doc Chris, <laughs> least favorite. I, I do the third, the third. Oh, at least. Oh, never mind. Of his personality. Uh, the personality. Sorry. My I bad. My bad. I'm, you know what? Can I still just say the therapist because she was so awful? Sorry. <laughs> She's not no, a I'm just she kidding. Was I won't she say was. that. Um, uh, Hedwig bothered me, man. Yeah. Hedwig. Bothered yeah, he was me. my least favorite too. Yeah, I'm, yep. I'm with you on that. Out of all of them, I could have done without. But him. but he danced in his room. He has a cool CD player. That was like the only redeemable part that he did. He just does this ridiculous dance, and she's just watching. And she's like, what "The fuck is going on?" Like I felt like it was like, two lies. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I, I love the moment when we realized that, like, uh, you know, when he was talking to her, and she was like, "Oh yeah, let's let's go to your room." You know, you have like help me out, and he's like, "No, I can't help you." But oh, I have a room with a window, and she's like, "Oh crap, yeah, let's go to your room," and then. She's sitting there, and I thought she was terrified or, like, just trying to figure out what the hell he was doing with all this dancing and flailing. But, like, then you realize she's terrified that the window he was talking about isn't real. And she was staring at that the whole time. And then he was like, oh, you like my dancing? And she's like, dancing? What? Dude, you told me there was a window in your room. You have a crayon painting of a window? (laughs) What a dick. Like, what the hell? And he was like, look, it's it's closed. And he puts up a piece of paper. It's open. It's open. (laughs) It's open. It's closed. He's like, wait, you didn't think there was a real window in here so you could escape. And he starts like freaking out and like, oh, crap, Dennis is coming. And she's like, no, no, you stay here. He's like, show me something cool. Show me. She's like, damn it, just stupid mother. And yo, when 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 he he gave her the walkie talkie and then she's like, help me. And some guy's like, who is this? Oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, why are you? What? Why do you think it's a prank? Why so do you, why part, you say seriously help? Just help fucking help me. Yeah. <laughs> what? At that part right there, because he was talking about like you know how he had like his buddy's headphones and she was like talking for a split second, I thought that was a twist. I thought that she was just another personality, and it's just him talking like he's like imagining oh, like cool. he like took these people, yeah. and he's imagining himself talking as a girl like into the walkie because he didn't say like who's this like what girl he didn't ever set up responding with a woman's name he just like tell Craig I I'm, I still have his headphones or some shit like that so it's like. For a, at that point, I'm like, oh my god, this, all, this is all in his head. He's in a doctor's office, and this shit's going on. Like, it's it's that's that's what's gonna go on. That, that's the twist. <laughs> I would have been pissed. <laughs> that was, was that? A, oh, identity. Yeah. It's like the identity twist. Yeah. So would um, I. I would have been like really pissed off. That was like the uh, the whole twist at it. Mm. They're all like in his head. Yeah. Uh, Dave, did you go least favorite personality? I don't even think I have one. I kind of like them all, really, to be honest with you. All right. Like I fair. really, because I'm looking at it from like a horror movie perspective, not from like a grounded movie like. Best Academy Award thing, whatever. I'm looking right. from a horror movie perspective. All the characters I really liked. Okay. You know, not one of them really was like, this is stupid, this made any sense. They all kind of fit like what was needed to cause suspense in this movie. You know, like Hedwig was a character that could really be, and we saw it, could really be um, 
influence to do what they needed them to do. And it just adds suspense. Like at some point while she's trying to get Hedwig to do whatever, the other ones are going to come out and then they're fucked. Mm -hmm. So I thought like every character had a good fit, had a good point just to add to that whole like shit's going to go south really quick. Okay. That's fair. Hmm. Uh, Jason Mack, you want to talk us through the big reveal? Yeah, I definitely do. So this is probably one of my favorite like big reveals in any M. Night movie. Um, My... Just I'm going to spoil it for everybody. So like Katara drowns Bruce Willis and then he's revealed as a ghost in the middle of a state park. And then Will Smith's family survives like an entire plant attack. And I didn't see the movie. But also my favorite part was when Professor X was just sucking the personalities from Hank McCoy. The end. That's exactly yeah. how it happened. Nailed it. Spot on. Nailed it. <laughs> um, so what really happened at the end, major spoilers. <laughs> For those of you who do not want to see it or are just curious, um, the big twist at the end is this is really Unbreakable 2. Yep. that That's the twist. And actually, if you look at the, the promotional image, and actually I'll throw it up back up on the stream too, um, of James McAvoy with like the shattered glass, mm. that super gives it away. Hey, it does now. Like, Unbreakable has had like it broken did, glass it everywhere. Now, it does now. You know, like, I was looking at that, that when I was like making that thing and I was like, oh, they totally just told me. It's been in front of my face this whole time. That's the point. That's what makes it so great. It's like when yeah. you look at it now, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like any of M. Night Shyamalan's movies that had like a, a fantastic twist, when you watch it again, all the clues were there. Every <laughs> yeah. single clue of what was going on was there. Even with like The Sixth Sense, he gave up, he gave off that he was dead all through that movie. Yeah. But no one picked up on the clues. The color red, no one yeah. at all until the very end. Yeah. And to me, I thought that was pretty, pretty brilliant. In fact... Once it was revealed that it's like technically like Unbreakable Two, and Bruce Willis is gonna like find him, and it's his name. The villain's name is cool, the Horde. I thought that was like pretty yeah. dope. Yeah. Um, yeah. We probably saw this character in Unbreakable. Remember? Uh, no, when, we didn't. We almost did. So well, the story goes, um, and I, I read this as I was doing my research for the opening monologue. But the story goes that Kevin was supposed to be. Just, uh, I think it's supposed to be either the bad guy or a bad guy that Bruce Willis fights in Unbreakable. However, he got caught. He got cut from the final film. Um, like they didn't never even shot the the stuff. Well, I'm saying though, like technically we did see him though because if you remember in the when like when he first starts discovering his powers in Unbreakable mm-hmm. and he's at the train station and he's just standing around like you know and people are touching him, he's seeing what they've done. Mm-hmm. There's a part in that one scene where a mom and child walk by him. And you hear like the boy screaming in pain as the mom and da- and the mom is so not fine. She just yanks him away. It could be. So yeah. that could very well be Kevin. But as Developing a young boy, the M Night Shyamalan cinematic universe. Damn, yeah. Dave, you got the secret memories. Like yeah, I saw yeah. I, when I soon as I'm like, oh my god, we saw him in a breakable. He was in a break. That must have been him. It probably wasn't. But now but that M Night Shyamalan is watching this this stream directly and listening to the podcast, now it is. Your answer is right at night. Your answer is right now. You're welcome. welcome. Also, why was everybody in the last Airbender Indian? Like, what? (laughs) Only Fire Nation. I know why. (laughs) (laughs) My people. (laughs) Um, Got him. The, the way the way they revealed it though I thought was was pretty cool so yeah. um, at the end um, the our hero is saved and you know she kind of saved herself and gets brought out of the cage um, and you're watching a news feed in a diner 
And they're going around. All these people are kind of talking about it. And they're going, oh, didn't we have something like this that happened before? It sounds really familiar. Oh, I can't remember his name. And all of a sudden you just hear, Mr. Glass was his name. And then they get out of the way and fucking Bruce Willis is sitting there with his like little rent-a-cop jacket on with the name tag that says done. And I'm like, oh, my God, what have they done? This is the movie I wanted to see. It's Die Hard 7. Die Hard 7. (laughs) (laughs) It was was great. It was... um, for me, the movie was like I don't love this movie. I don't hate this movie. It was it's kind of a middle ground, and I think it leads more towards the middle ground because of this reveal. Like before, I was kind of like I don't know how I feel if I believe a lot of this stuff. Like it was well shot, but some of the stuff, yeah, like Hedwig really like Hedwig just ruined it for me, man. Like, he was I don't the know. best. You get off of him. He was the. He's worst. a child. He's just the. He's worst. a child, but Greg. When they did that, and then I was like, you know what? I can't wait for split. For Unbreakable 2, split decision. Uh, Unbreakable <laughs> 2, split boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, the thing about it, though, it's like the same formula did like in The Sixth Sense. Because The Sixth Sense ended like, all happy with like, him in the car with his mom. I see dead people. And everyone's like, oh, that's nice. It's okay movie. you yeah. know. Then it gets to the end where you find out he's been dead the whole time. It's like, <gasps> like I remember seeing as a little kid and all the air left the room at that one scene when you find out yeah, he's been dead. Sure. So it's like that same formula again where they give you like that kind of secret twist ending where, you know, she was tortured by like her fucked up uncle and like she was able to survive because of that. It's like, oh, okay, that's, you know, that's that. All right. It, they, she survives. Cool. But when they do that, that's a kind of like for you, Greg, also, that's what makes the movie just, fantastic that one last scene he's just like a geez like his name was mr glass and just drinks his coffee it's like ah! yeah. i i think i he, kicked the guy in front of me by accident well, <laughs> I, I think he knows that like of all of his movies that he's made i think a lot of people really kind of want to see what happens next in unbreakable because yeah. they all have a very like finite ending right like yeah um signs of the aliens goes away sixth sense bruce willis was dead the whole time you kind of know what's going on. The trees are our enemies. That's why we should do as much carbon poisoning that we can and kill all the trees before they can kill us. But Damn, Aubrey with, said it too good for With too Unbreakable, long. he just kind of like fights the bad guys and walks off and lives a normal life. So it's kind of like, well, what does he do now? What's, what's his deal? And for me, Unbreakable uh, is probably has the best uh, rewatching capabilities out of all of his movies. Because there is like, there's not like, there is a twist kind of, but it's not like, it's not, I don't know. It doesn't ruin like, like those. It's not something re-watching. that you have to watch in order to like, those movies where like, right. once you know what happens, you're like, oh, I didn't need to watch yeah, this ever like, again right, because yeah. I know what's going to happen. This is all building up just for this. Right. Yeah. As opposed to and Unbreakable, Unbreakable you, doesn't you can just watch it as a movie that. and it's, it's yeah. good. It's great. Yeah. So I think he's really trying to capitalize. I hope there is like an Unbreakable 3. I just know? realized something. Um, in Unbreakable, one of the first comics that Samuel Jackson's character reads is a superhero fighting like some type of beastly creature. Oh, I didn't know that. I have to really yeah. watch that movie. Yeah, cool. it's the first comic that he has to look at when he's in the park when he's a little boy. It's that it's a superhero with the square jaw and all that stuff, yeah. like swiping the superhero, like you know, like punch mm-hmm. towards a creature that has like these big claws and all this hair on his head and all that oh, stuff. Oh, the beast. Yeah, mm-hmm. there it is again. It's like he probably he like he probably did have this idea in his head for that, you know. And then he's like, "All right, let me like what Greg was saying." But he's like, "No, let me expand this idea. Let's make a origin story for the Beast." Yeah, you know? but it was in the Sixth Sense. He actually had it there, like in that one like comic panel. It's so great. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um. So let's give this movie a rating for between one to twenty-four personalities. How many personalities would you give this movie? <laughs> Twenty-five personalities. Yeah, <laughs> no, he made the peace part my own two. Thing. I break. I break your system, just like how his mind was broken, and he had all these. Personalities. Yeah, well, you know what? I give it infinity personalities plus one. I give it infinity personalities times zero. Mm. Oh. I give it M Night Shyamalan cinematic universe. Let's 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 have him have his own universe because I'm interested to it see. Can't re- he can't really though because he's used Bruce Willis twice. Yeah, I'm well, gonna say uh, exactly five personalities, one for every Die Hard movie that has been released because <laughs> because of the reveal at the end was almost worth sitting yeah. through the entire movie. God. almost so close. <laughs> wow. I tell this, and I like almost every movie. So I was surprised that like I like me, this movie. For not, for, I'll, I'll for give not it Chris, I'll give it like a, a solid cold glass of haterade, man. Fuck. Oh, absolutely, like. absolutely. And I was I'll hoping give it a lot of, I'll I was give hoping it like to be fourteen personalities is what yeah. I get. Fourteen, and that's what's great oh, about the round fair. table. Not everybody agrees, and that's you know, yeah. all the reviews. <laughs> and that's the last we heard of Doc Chris. Wait, but Jason, <laughs> how how many personalities do you give it? I give it nine. Um, because it's the age of my favorite and most hated character and also the most unknown that I know because I haven't seen the movie. (laughs) It was too scary and I live in a basement. (laughs) It wasn't scary, though. It was too scary. (laughs) And so with that being said, it is time for our sacred question. Secret question. It's a question that's secret. No one knows, not even Greg. That's true. I haven't thought of it yet, but I will in the next five seconds. So tonight we talked about M. Night Shyamalan's newest movie, Split. Uh, we talked about what we liked, what we didn't like, his favorite personalities. Uh, and there's only really what, like five or six that really kind of would shine through predominantly during this movie. I just thought of my secret question, guys. My secret question is this. <laughs> Since we've only seen about six personalities, I want you to create another personality for Kevin. Ooh. I knew it. Ooh. Ooh, can uh, I go first? Yeah. Uh, yeah, go. So my, my personality would be um, one of which that he's like, he's a member of a podcast and he actually goes to see the movie. <laughs> that would be perfect. Be yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> Yeah, good. <laughs> good job. There he goes. In 2017. There he goes. Uh, <laughs> Serge, what about you? Uh, it'll be me. Ah, I'm a personality. Yeah. Catch us on iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter, and Instagram. <laughs> okay, my personality is going to be uh, Eddie Murphy. And that- he watches Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. all the time. <laughs> no! And comments on it. It's stupid. I hate that. <laughs> I hate all of that. Uh, Dave, what about you? Will Smith. Um, <laughs> Mark Woo! Hamill. Remember those days? It's Hitch. Um, uh, technically, this character was Hedwig, technically speaking. Um, but a character that is the complete opposite of the Beast, who isn't as strong, who's frail. Mr. Glass? Who doesn't, huh? Mr. Glass? <laughs> you yeah. Mr. Glass. Mr. Glass, but in the same body. Mr. Glass, like, in that same body. Okay. So basically, that one that has like the full spectrum in that one, but he can be the beast, monstrous, indestructible, can take full buckshot at close range, or the diabetic, or a diet, you know, <laughs> or Jade, like super- fucking diabetes sticks or something, <laughs> or you know what, someone who's just par- uh, who's a paraplegic. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. You know, they can't. They have. No, they're like they're paralyzed from like the neck down while they're in that personality. 
which makes his weakness because then you can somehow find a way to bring that out when fighting him. Mm. Or just run away. <laughs> Sexy school teacher personality. Imagine James McAvoy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Prostitute you James can imagine McAvoy. That. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> it would be terrible. It would be great. It would be <laughs> no, terrible. No. One of his personalities could literally be Professor X and he can't understand why his powers don't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's what you're talking about. It's Professor X. Like he's a, I, can't, yeah. I can't control you. <laughs> uh, Doc Chris, what about you? Uh, I'm going to call him Mitch. This Mitch. personality's name is Mitch. Mm-hmm. Now, Mitch actually has the ability to take control whenever he wants. However, he, he does not have the ability to maintain control, which means every two seconds, Mitch would be like, no, stop doing that. And then, like, run into a wall, but then immediately <laughs> overtaken by the next guy. So just co- <laughs> constantly checkerboard, jumping over each one and just slowly, slightly hindering the process, but not able to actually do anything. He just pops up every nope, step of the way. Damn it, Mitch. So the, ah. it becomes slapstick. It's like a random exactly. outburst. It's like, damn it, Mitch. Yep. It's going to be Stop a slapstick yourself. comedy Slap. at that point. Kind of like Liar Liar, where he has to kick his own ass. Oh, yeah. that'd be amazing. Or me, myself, and Irene. <laughs> James McAvoy goes for the Oscar doing Jim Carrey Liar Liar. <laughs> Actually, I'm surprised they didn't have like two personalities that were active at the same time. Uh, they Kinda, did at some yeah. point. At one point. No, they yeah. didn't. Yeah. Which point? Which point? Which point? Did. Hit me. When she's looking through the door and she hears like both Miss Patricia and Dennis talking to each other. Yeah. Or like even at the end when they're like looking when the when he's looking in the mirror, all the personalities are talking to each other then also. Yeah. Alright, shots fired. You're right. You're right. I, I, I can see it. <laughs> One personality it, gives Mitch. another point too, but I don't. I can't. Please. Another it. personality's name would be Craig, and he thinks he's a cat. Craig the cat. Craig the cat. Coming to NGC. <laughs> that would that beast, Craig. What if that, that would have turned into was a sloth? <laughs> <laughs> the that end of that movie would have taken way longer because it would have been so long to get down that hallway. But she's so stupid that she still has to like keep her eyes on it, like following him with a gun as he's taking out the light bulb. She's like, what is he doing? He's like slowly just like walking towards him. Slowly like grabs a carrot, just puts it up. One of the names is Trent, and just nobody just understands him. He just wouldn't understand. And he puts on a wig where the hair just goes a little bit in his eyes, and he's just always like, you wouldn't get it. It's fine. <laughs> oh, he's an emu. Another personality's name would be Bill, and he thinks he's a fire marshal. Ah. Ah. Or Rhonda, who thinks she's a female bodybuilder. Ah. Ah. <laughs> if you get these references, hit us up on our Twitter and tell us you can win a prize. No prize, no prize. You can win a prize. There's no prize. There's no prize. No prize, no prize. No prize. <laughs> you can win a beans. prize. There's no prize. <laughs> but really, the surprise, there's really better, no prize. Better, <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that's all the time that we have for tonight. Uh, guys, thanks for tuning in. This was the split issue, issue number 84. Remember to hit us up next week over here at twitch.tv slash badcowdyfunky. Uh, we do this every Thursday night. I can't concentrate with all this pointing going on. There's a lot of, lot of pointing. There's pointing. Now they're pointing at me. What's going on? Uh, remember to hit us up on Facebook, SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, and now on YouTube, youtube.com slash Funky. Feel free to leave us feedback, ratings, whatever you want to do. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you want to see, what you want to hear, stuff like that. Uh, things are going to go really well. Um, and again, stay tuned to our YouTube channel for more videos coming up guys thank you so much for deciding to spend your evening with us or your car ride to home 
and or to work. We appreciate it. There's so much finger movement going on right now. So much. <laughs> Lots of finger uh, everyone, we will see you next time or we will see you another time. Or never. Bye.